Hey, welcome back to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira. It's the beginning of the year, and I get a lot of questions this time of the year about people who are thinking about leaving their jobs and starting a new business. And the thing that I say, or the advice that I give is, how are your personal finances? That's that's basically where I start, right? How strong are your budgeting and financing skills? Because that's really the most important question before you start to think about owning your own business. And I and and this comes up a lot when when I'm talking to other parents, friends, people in the business who have kids, you know. It, it and even for myself, I mean, when I think back, you know, 12 15 years ago before I had kids, every decision that I made, uh, the the amount of risk that I could take was very different than what I can do today. I can't just make an investment without thinking about how that's going to impact my family, my kids, and their well-being, right? So understanding how to manage your money is definitely one of the most important lessons in life. And there's a, a direct correlation between your quality of life and how well you manage your money. There just is. I know I, I've been down that road where I mismanaged the money and uh, it felt very painful because the quality of life definitely goes down, right? And you can't blame anybody but yourself. And while I'm not an ultra capitalist, I am a realist. And without money, life is just hard. So what I say is that is, if you're trying to get into business, I think you need to be real with yourself and know that just because you've read a few books on on finance or you've listened to some self-proclaimed guru like Dave Ramsey, and I know all these guys, I've listened to all their stuff, and some of it makes common sense, but most of it is just really crap, honestly. You know, the most important thing you can do for yourself is gain that financial literacy you know, which is overlooked in K through 12. We homeschool our kids and we're constantly on top of it. It's a lot of work. I get it. But most of the curriculum focuses on teaching students the type of math that's not going to really help them in everyday life. And I know most of you listening to this podcast, you're thinking the same thing. And I've personally mentored kids K through 12 and in college. And what I've learned is that most of them have not learned how to create or even manage a, a simple personal budget. And perhaps that's because most most kids these days, young adults, aren't working in their younger years like most of us this. I started working as a busboy at the age of 11. And you wouldn't have that happen today because of, you know, child labor laws. But nevertheless, you know, whether it's a newspaper route or building a website, just doing a side hustle, you can get your kids to do that. But, but if they're not working, then it means they don't know how to manage their money. So it really comes down to how well are your finances? Once you have that question answered, how like be honest. Are you good with money? Because if you're not, then you're probably going to have a lot of uh, obstacles and a lot of setbacks throughout your entrepreneurial journey. And I don't want you to go through that. You know, like I said, I've been through that uh, and I learned the hard way. So what I'd like for you to do is just to really think to yourself, you know, how well am I doing with my money? Do I have enough saved up? Do I know enough about income statements, balance sheets, financial statements? You know, do you have a good CPA? 
These are all questions that you have to ask. Often in entrepreneurship, most people, including myself, I get an idea and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to launch this and get started with the marketing. That's fun. Go out and get a client, develop the product, build a website, right? Start making money. But these are big decisions, right? It's it's big decisions. And, and so create your own little scorecard, real simple to do, and just go through it and score it one through five, right? Like what is your runway? And when I say runway, I mean, when you start your business, hopefully you've put together a budget to understand what it's going to cost to launch that business and to manage that business for the next six to 12 months. Even if you are the only employee, which is almost always the case, solopreneurs, you're starting and, and maybe you're going to outsource some of the work, right? The website developer, customer service, things like that. That's fine. But how much is that going to cost? That's the cost of goods and services, right? Your cogs. So you need to understand what what and how much money is going to be going out and how much money you think is going to be coming in. And probably whatever you think is going to be coming in is not going to come in in the beginning. And if you're lucky enough, which I've, I've had this experience where I started a business and because I got one, two, three clients, that's always great. But that only lasts for so long because then you need to scale. The expenses are still going to be there, right? So you need to figure out about the runway. How much money do you have saved up? Get with your partner, or if you're doing this solo, figure out how long before I run out of money. And if I run out of money, what am I gonna do next, right? Because if you've left your job, then presumably you're gonna need to look for another job. So that's gonna impact your everyday life. So super important. And again, it's the beginning of the year, I get it. A lot of people are super excited about starting new businesses. Uh, I am. I have a few new ventures, but I'm always a little bit nervous and excited, right? And I'm trying to do all my homework and make sure that I have my simple one, two page business plan, and which is speaking of business plan. If you're going to start a business after you answer those questions about your finances and you look at what, what you owe on your mortgage, what you owe on your car, your monthly insurance costs, your, your monthly overhead, after you know those numbers, you have it down packed. The next thing you're going to do is really create a business plan. You don't have to create a crazy long business plan. You can use the business model canvas. Um, so just Google business model canvas. We actually have a template on our website at dadpreneur.co. Business model canvas is going to have, you know, seven, eight different boxes that you fill in information about all the different uh, elements of a business, right? And there are other great books out there too, but some of the books are a little bit more advanced for, for someone who's just starting out and just needs to know the basics of starting a business, right? So, but you want to do that. And then, and only then, and hopefully you didn't quit your job yet at that point when you're doing the, the research phase, then you want to start to uh, do some market research, figure out who the competitors are right? You can do that with a lot of tools, which we have on our site as well. Links to tools like Google Analytics, links to tools like SEMrush, and many others. And you can also use the census um, CBB. Uh, it's, a, it's a business tool that allows you to do competitive research and find out how many, let's say you were starting a real estate business. You would want to know how many realtors and real estate brokers are in your given market. Super important, right? So competitive research. Then 
and only then can you start to get into the the in the internal mechanisms of your business like why are you different what's your unique selling proposition what makes you better than the competition you know what what is the market share of those competitors what what do you plan to do in the next 90 days the the uh, one year three five and so on so you start to put those plans together within your business plan you start to figure out who the key players are going to be and if at this point it's just you and maybe some help from family members you need to be realistic. Can you count on them? And if not, if you're going to pay contractors or you're going to hire a, 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 con, a 1099 contractor on Upwork, how much is that going to cost you per month? You need to put that all into writing and that's going to go in your in your uh, business plan for sure. Right. And then you start to look at your marketing. Like what are you going to do to acquire new customers? How much is it going to cost you? Are you going to do anything on the website, social media? Do you have experience creating content? If not, then how are you going to do that, right? And so once you're doing that marketing, now you're starting to think, okay, I've got the operations down. I know about the finances. I know about the people. Now I need to know about the sales piece of it because you've got some marketing uh, strategies put down. And we have tons of marketing uh, templates and guides and just uh, so much information. And of course, we have a bunch of courses in every different marketing discipline, whether it's social media, SEO, web development, lead generation. We have those courses for you. Um, and so that will help you. But there, then you have to kind of pull those puzzle pieces together and align the marketing to the sales. And if at this point, when I'm talking to you, who that, that person who wants to create that business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, that's normal. If this is your first time in business, and, and it doesn't make a, that much of a difference if you've been an executive or a management level for another company, because the fact is you weren't responsible for the same things that the CEO or COO was responsible for. Now, if you've been in the C-level, even at a small business, you're probably gonna have some experience, but it's a lot different when you are responsible end-to-end -end for all the finances, the legal, the risks, the, the, the liabilities, it's all on you, right? So if you're feeling overwhelmed, that is normal, but understand that you know as you go through this journey, you, you really have to build that timeline right? So it's January, 2023. I want to start this business. In reality, you may not sell that first product until June of this year, halfway through the year. So does your runway get you there? Or are you depending on getting sales right out the door? Because if that's what you're expecting, you're probably going to be disappointed, right? That's just the reality. But now you're thinking about sales, you want to go ahead and design a, a an actual actual customer journey so you could use a family member a friend someone to go through that process with you where you actually use them almost as your focus group so you sell the product to them and you go through the whole process of taking the payment or if you're in a service business maybe you are sending out a contract right and maybe there's a proposal you do that whole process step by step and you create a process on how you're going to handle customers from the time they see your marketing and branding messages to the time that they get the the sales 
right? They get engaged with your company for, for you to do a sale all the way through customer service. So if you're going to manage a, a, a client that is uh, coming back every month, that's going to be different than someone who sells a product one time, one and done, right? But even then, designing that customer journey for what happens after you make that sale is very important because that is the difference between just customer service and then creating an amazing customer experience. And I think this is where a lot of businesses leave it to chance. And if you leave it to chance, people don't come back. You're not going to create these loyal customers that refer you business, that come back and buy time and time again. So super, super important that you understand what you're going to do with that customer, how you're going to follow up every three months, every six months, via phone calls, through direct mail, through email. What are you going to do to make sure that you're at the top of their mind, right? So super, super important. So now that you have all of that ready, you want to start to think about how you're going to measure all the different areas of your business. So this is what we call the KPIs, the key performance indicators. And anyone will tell you in business that data is key. The data is the key, whether we're talking about your people, whether we're talking about your marketing, your sales, your website traffic, your finances, data is super important. So you really need to have a, a, a good grasp on what tools you're going to use for each one of those areas in your business and, and then how you're going to measure, when are you going to measure and and then how you're going to optimize as things progress because you don't want to just leave that to chance either now i think this is where if it, for those of you if this is your first time going into business there uh, are a bunch of great books out there and i'm going to post the links to all of these books that that um in our community here we've we've read together and we you know we've 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 had even webinars just based on certain books like Good to Great, right? And Traction, and there's many others and that we'll recommend. But again, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with listening to a bunch of podcasts. You know, you're here listening to this one because you want the advice. That's great. Um, but, but you know, you, you can't go down that rabbit hole going to TikTok and YouTube and looking for information that sometimes doesn't even come from people who have any real track record, you know? And so be very careful. But the books I like, I like TED Talks. It's a great place for you to get some inspiration, right? Of course, you can go to SBA, sba.gov, to score.org. Score, you can get mentors. I, I think that getting a mentor can be a a huge benefit to any first-time entrepreneur. You know, whether you're young or older and experienced, having a, a mentor is incredible. It could really help you in a big way. Now, if you're starting out, what I don't recommend you doing, this is just a recommendation, I'm not saying it's bad, is I don't recommend that you go spend a bunch of money going to conferences or workshops where some of these People are just going to sell you more stuff, right? They want you to be a member. They want you to spend 10, 15, 20 grand a year on a mastermind group, okay? These things are there just to suck you dry, right? And maybe you're not ready for that. Maybe you're not ready for a business coach. A business coach is going to cost you 
10 to 15 grand just for like bare minimum per year. So if you're starting out in a business, you can't get a business coach. You can't go spend money on a, a mastermind group. These, these things are out of reach and quite frankly, not necessary. What you need to do is the other things we talked about, you know, throughout this particular episode here, which is, you know, look at your finances, both personal and business, go get the marketing, do the branding, right? Build a customer experience, understand your sales, your people, all of that together is you focusing in, in, these are internal things, right? You have to be very protective with your money. And you know what? Even if you have the money, let's say you are retiring or leaving a job where you have a quarter million or a million dollars to spend and you're going to cash in some of your 401k or retirement. That's fantastic, but you still don't want to waste that money because it's going to take time for you to build a business. You no no amount of money, even if you said today, "Hey Alex, put together for me a a proven strategy for marketing and lead gen and we're going to go from 0 to 10 million in a year." You're not going to do that right? It takes time for you to win market share and win customers. So, you know, it's little building blocks one at a time. So it does you no good to go out and spend a bunch of money and time on things that are not going to make that big of a difference for you today. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. If you know, and like I said, in the community here, uh, we love to talk about entrepreneurship, the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly. There's a lot of positives that come out of owning your own business. I've had my own businesses for 20 years. Three of those years, I worked for different companies and it, you know I needed that break. Um, but I've invested in other companies. I've you know made money with certain ventures and others not. I have uh, failed at many business ventures that I really was passionate about, uh, had a good understanding. Um, and I did all of those things that I'm sharing with you you know and so even then sometimes it doesn't work but once you have all of that now so you've got the you, you you've got the finances and all of the other areas of your business um uh, that comes from the business model canvas now you want to start thinking about your relationships right and what i mean about relationships is i mean your your bank who are you going to bank with are you going to do a community bank a credit union right a site that i really like is called the nav.com nav.com uh, how about your accountant i've been with the same accountant for 15 years and while i've talked to other accountants and invited them to do audits time and time again my accountant has proved that he he you know has my best interest and knows how to save the most money uh when we file taxes right and understands the the different nuances advantages and disadvantages of writing one thing off versus another and keeps me out of trouble which is important so you got to have a good accountant also bookkeeper most of us are not good good or great bookkeepers. So a great service for bookkeeping is Bench, bench.co. Uh, for about two grand a year, you could do a basic where you have a, a bookkeeper in your back pocket at all times. And they all, all the transactions are uh, pulled from your bank account directly. And then you basically quarterly give it to your accountant. So, but relationships, right? Your accountant. How about um, your, your, financial advisor do you have a financial advisor someone that you can lean on for some some relationships there where it might lead to some seed capital maybe you need seed capital because in the beginning a business without a, a track record or revenue 
or profitability, you're not going to be able to walk into that bank, even though you may have banked with the particular uh, bank for 10, 20 years, they're not going to lend you money without having a track record of three, four, five years in, in the financials and tax returns, right? So with with the, a, a financial uh, advisor, they may be able to introduce you to other investors, right? Investment groups. Uh, and so that's, and, and there's a lot of accelerators out there and uh, VCs and seed capital, but even those guys, right? Like most of us have watched Shark Tank, very, very competitive, super cutthroat. And so that might not be the route you wanna go. Personally, I don't like that route right out the, the gates where I'm giving up equity 10, 20, 30, 40% for a small investment. I'd rather go ahead and build up the sales in the first year to half a million to a million dollars in revenue, whatever the product or service is, and then be able to self-fund the growth of the business, right? Uh, one thing I caution is credit cards. You know, they can be a blessing and a curse. And the trick with credit cards is to only purchase what you can pay off the following month. And that both applies to business and to your personal, right? And, and I know it's going to be painful that first year, right? Because you're coming off of maybe a job where you had a steady paycheck and now you're spending, spending every month and it could catch up to you real quick. So pay the interest, pay, pay the credit card every month so that you don't have interest, but you still get the rewards, right? And if you do carry a balance and, and then, you know, be very careful because you could get in trouble real quick. So I'm going to give you a link to um, the podcast uh, no show notes, but also a couple of other blog posts and courses that we have for first time entrepreneurs. These are free courses, uh, a lot of free material that I have engaged with over the years. Like I said, the business model canvas, I love really such a great, uh, a book there. Um, and then of course, a couple of other places where you can obtain information that's going to help you launch that business. And again, you can't do it alone. Uh, but what it takes is creating a plan, a plan, and then building some habits around that, write everything down, make sure you get help. And then most importantly, you know, you're, you're going to need to optimize your mindset. Because if we're talking about building a real business, then this is not a side hustle. Your mindset is going to be super, super important because you're going to have tough days and they're going to be lonely, right? Even when things are going great, maybe you land a big account. You want to tell someone, but there's nobody to tell. Maybe your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, whoever, they're busy. They're doing their stuff, right? Um, and then two more tips that I would give to go along with um, anyone who's starting a new business here in 2023 is to make sure that you get really good at staying organized with your calendar, right? So you the mindset is, is one thing, but then of course the calendar, scheduling everything out and uh, you know, just make sure you understand what your priorities are because like, like most people, I struggle with the focus. 
right? So sometimes it's hard to focus on one thing. I see, I see the shiny object, I go in this direction, then I go that direction. But then I have to understand that um, there are people and customers and employees that depend on me. So I can't just pursue every little shiny object. And in, in the beginning of a business, we all tend to do that, right? So again, look, it's going to get a little lonely sometimes in the beginning, but try to get into a couple of networking groups, leads groups at your chambers of commerce. And um, there's obviously lots of great webinars out there. Get involved in your industry associations. Every industry has associations. Definitely get involved with that. Um, and let's see what else. So we talked about staying organized, getting your calendar. That's pretty much all I've got. I mean, again, a, a, a lot of this stuff I've done for 20 years. So it's it's like in the back of my hand. You know, I had some notes here for the show today, but um, I again, I've done this talk at different uh, conferences. I'll be doing another conference uh, later this month here in uh, Orlando, Florida. And so I'll put the information on our website as well with the events. You can follow us. You can, you know, show up to one of our webinars. And my goal, our goal here at Dadpreneur Hub is to help people, help parents, help, you know, moms, dads, uh, and, and entrepreneurs achieve their goals. You know, it's not easy. It's, it's definitely not easy being an entrepreneur. But but for me, what I can say over the last 20 years, even with the ups and downs, it's been it's given me a tremendous opportunity to do things that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. So I encourage you, go for it, but just make sure that you take all the right steps and be prepared and you're going to succeed. If you want to succeed, you're going to succeed. So I wish you the best of luck and reach out to us. If you have any questions, absolutely reach out to us. And can't wait to see you in the next episode here of the Dadpreneur Podcast. If you like the podcast, please share it with your friend. If you want to uh, give us a review, please do that as well.